podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. And this is true We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging In fact, don't take it seriously We're all debugging Hello, my name's Mark Webster This is The Whistleblowers And by the way, I'm delighted to say We've signed up with Labrooks To bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers That will have wrangled out of them for you lot Follow the links on the description of this podcast For our Facebook page and Twitter feeds for the starters, here's a free bet for 50 nicker, 50 pounds perhaps in your parlance. So you click on the link and enter the promo code LAD50, L-A-D-5-0. So jump in there on Labrooks, get yourself that free bet and decide who's going to be knocking about, I don't know, perhaps decide who's going to be the next Aston Villa manager. Because as, as we recall this, Tim Sherwood's still in charge. I lie. <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it, to lie? Sometimes. Uh, Kevin Day is here. He's heard me lie before, but he knows it in my face. <laughs> yes, hello. Always nice to be second billing to Ladbrooks. <laughs> Always nice to get the sponsors out of the way first. No, I, <laughs> to, to get them on top and on board, yeah. which is what, and, and let everybody know what's available I've, to them. Yeah, I've never... You, if I ever thought you'd ever lied to me, I think that would be the end of my... Well, that would be the end, wouldn't it? That would be the end of my world. You're the one secure foundation stone. You to not honest, lying. It's you liking, honesty, isn't it? You liking you... shit music and not lying are the two things that... Like Ravens at the Tower. Yeah. Your dreadful taste in bongo, bongo jazz music and not lying to me ever, except about whether you've seen a barrel or not, which is a long story. Granted. Uh, uh, but, of course, uh, w- w- what's more important about that, of course, is that... Um, uh, He's, he's acknowledging, sort of like, by default, my superior music taste. But there you go. That's, that's between us and them. Because Martin Green doesn't need to hear that. No, just, just third on the bill. That's all I need. <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, because... Uh, he's a professional uh, footballer as well. He should be top. He should have been, shouldn't he, at some point? Well... Really? But somehow he's ended a long way down the line past Bongo Records. <laughs> for which I apologise, but... Um, the, the beauty of having Martin on board again, and I'm delighted to have you back, of course, he is our much-travelled striker, but he also uh, he sent me a photograph of what I can only assume was a pub where you were studying on our behest for Absolutely. the Manchester derby. Yes, yes. I what was boozer work- was you in? I was in a place called Fire Rock, which in East London, so it's kind of on a Sunday it was empty <laughs> because everyone really? seems to be living at their homes or in their local pub it's well that's of, because everyone a, in east london now doesn't <laughs> like football you know because they've obviously got beards and they right. ride penny farthings yeah. or, they, they, or they wouldn't have them or they're all down at the blind beggar <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. That's what, yes. reliving the old days stabbing each other to death <laughs> leaving their doors open of course they are and hoping for a bomb it was a dreadful game though man as a palace man I, I watched it because we're playing both of them this week so i watched it hoping in for Serious, but not injury, <laughs> not career-threatening injuries. But it was a, it was a clearly percent effort as well. Obviously. Clearly, I think, and both managers acknowledged it after fifteen, twenty minutes. They were both happy with the point. It was, became a game that was more important not to lose than to win, wasn't it? Mike? Pelle, Pellegrini uh, said, uh, "Very tactical, not attractive." Uh, countered by Gary Neville saying, "It's the best first half this season." So obviously, <laughs> you know, pick the bones out of that one. But. I think we expected more, and I think we were we were owed more by these two teams because, of course, they're they're there. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I I read a great tweet in it from someone that had 
tweeted from who was watching the Spanish coverage, and the Spanish commentator said, "If either of these teams win the Champions League, it'll be a miracle." <laughs> And, and do you know what? They yeah. kind of hit the nail on the yeah. head because, you know, as, as, as fans of football here, we're like kind of blood and guts and kind of the tackles flying in and the fast pace. Okay, there's a lot of turnovers, but really break it down. It was kind of a terrible performance from both sides, you know, and, and I know that they kind of did a lot to cancel each other out, but you could say that about a lot of teams in, in the league this but season. But that's, that's interesting though because it's, it's the first time for a while I've heard pundits, both on Sky and BBC, first of all, A, talk about their duty to entertain the public, yeah, which I think is a wider discussion, but also talking about they played City in particular played with Fernandinho and Fernando right in front of the back four, and all saying that's how they should play in, in Europe, that's how they should play in the Champions League. And yet in the Champions League, I'd much prefer, they, they don't win, but I much prefer watching them yes. play 4-4-2 in the Champions League. So it's an interesting debate, it's interesting that Pellegrini is so happy to play that in the league, but almost point-blank Wenger style stubbornly refuses to do it in the Champions League, because that's uh, where it's more appropriate. Well, it, that, exactly that. That, that yeah. was that, it. Was it was one of those cat and mouse European games, wasn't it? Which is not going to win you the league title, I don't think, over here, is it? No, but again, it's, it's a more of attrition. Again, it's more a case of the, the, the teams that aren't doing enough to to get the points at the minute are the, are the ones that are suffering. There's, there's just teams getting to the lead by default, you know, but uh, they were saying like Man City have crawled to the top of the league and they, re- they really did. Well, actually, Man but, United and Man City both sort of appeared there almost by magic, you know, mm. each time that they got there. And mm. it, 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 it was a bit surreptitious, wasn't also, it? Also, for all, for all City's good defending, and when, and when the pundits point it out to you, you can't help but admit, yeah, that's impressive, the way they've defended, the way they've shut the space down, the way they've blocked the shots off. But still, Man United's three best chances came from, from corners. Yeah. So, it, it, in the end... You can't legislate for that, and they still can't defend corners in a more continental way. Oh. Basically, it becomes a luck of the draw then, if you get a decent delivery, in, and they could easily have scored twice. Then, and it, it looked like City weren't set up. If United had scored, City just weren't set up to be able to get back in and, and equalise or go or take it. I think that's a good point because I mean I don't hate good defending. You know, you, you still watch the decent game if you see, course, see yeah, some yeah, of that. But what you've not seen is there's no inventive attacking from either side, was there? And of course. And this leads us, leads to the almost inevitable conversation about the thirty-year-old who was out there, who was at the, you know spearheading the United attack. If you happen to notice, he was there with Rooney. I mean, I can't. It was it was wrong, wasn't it? It was it was painful watching him yesterday because you know what he's capable of, and I think that's what everyone holds him to. Is always the standard of this yeah. is the quality you expect, uh, not just Man United fans anymore. And. You have the you know, across the board. Everyone's ready to stick the boot in. I think when you have Aguero without Silva for periods of last season and, and for periods of this season, it, it can look average as well. Yeah, you know? but it, it, you know, Silva is the guy that he, he's the glue that binds City going forward. And there's that little moment of clarity, that moment of quality that you just didn't see yesterday, and it was obvious because the players weren't playing that provide that. You yeah, know, but, but for all. I mean, everyone's talking about Rooney. He's, he's 30 now, so apparently he's ancient. <laughs> everyone's talking about him dropping deeper, playing in a, in a 10 role or playing in the midfield. But still, for all that he doesn't seem the force he was, there was a couple of moments yesterday, one in particular where he bullied Yaya Torre off the ball. Yeah. And, and if Marshall, Marshall didn't quite get the, the, the body language right, because Rooney's ball was brilliant, but Marshall came away from it rather than towards it. No other player in the Premier League, certainly no English player in the Premier would, League, would have been able to could, start could, that move. Could yeah. give you that or start that yeah. move. So the, the trouble with Rooney is he's not getting in a situation where he can do that because the games are so closed down now. Those chances are, are few and far between because obviously Van Gaal has told Rooney he's got a job to do, 
and he's doing it. He's doing it very well, but it's it's a waste of his. He's still one of the best. He's never been world class, but he's one of the best players in English football. And you're not seeing the best of it. And again, part of that is because they don't want to whisk him as a lone striker. No one's playing four four two anymore. So he's in this strange neither fish nor fowl situation positionally. That he can't really influence And also the game, probably but... his head as well. I imagine that he's a bit... I, th- I think he must be confused in his recently stapled head. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> as, to, as to quite work what he's meant to do, probably, certainly for Man United and therefore easily for England. Yeah, well, I, I think, Kevin, as you said, they play two sitting midfielders and that is his space. So it's, it's, uh, in, yeah. any of that, dropping in and getting the ball, there's two players there already. So you've got that fight. You've got Otamendi who had a kind of free reign of just waiting for people to be hesitant and then smashing them. or yeah. getting to, And that's a lovely, that's John Terry's absolutely, he loves yeah. that. That's his style of defending. And because Chelsea are so compressed that he can have an absolute field day in there. That's what City kind of did. But then going forward, they suffered because of it. And we look at the game and said the game was poor because of it. And we blame Rooney, but really that's kind of, that space had gone for him. But Rooney, but also Rooney, Otamendi is a good example because there was a free kick City had that Otamendi was, Broke the offside line was free. It was Rooney that got back to point. I mean, Rooney's work yes, rate. He did. Rooney, I mean, yeah, Rooney's yeah. work rate is fantastic. And what Rooney's got, I mean, two or three years ago, he probably would have been sent off in that game because he would have got frustrated and he would have clattered someone. And he's he's calmed himself down that way, but he's just not getting a chance to influence the game. And it's, it's kind of up to Van Hal to find a way because there's not a Premier League team in the country that wouldn't have Rooney in it. City would have Rooney in their team. Yeah. So you've got to find a way. Of using him, you've got to find a way of... And there are players that get in that team that are slightly getting in his, his way a little Interesting bit. Interesting point, that. And I'll put that on the way. But just, just before I do that, I'm, I'm curious to know whether we think... Th- this is the slight worry, you know, be, uh, you know uh, as the product is of the Premier League. Is, did we watch the two, you know, teams that are going to be battling out at the top there? And and if, if, that, if that is a game, as you say, Mike, that, you know, there's, there's gone to Spain, they're going, oh, dear me, really? Is this all they got? It's, it, it's, not, it's a bit underwhelming, isn't it? It is. I, I, went, I went to the Arsenal game, Arsenal v Everton, and Saturday, and it was funny because I think Arsenal are kind of getting forgotten about because teams are coming out and going, we'll have a go at Arsenal. Like, they used to go there and set the yeah. stall out, and they're going, oh, well, we'll, have a, we'll have a pop at them. Because yeah? they, they, well, they played a month ago. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So Everton went and had a pop at them, they got beat, and they didn't look like ever winning the game. No. And that's the, the, you know, that's the prime position of being in the Premier League, you know, just out of the spotlight, just sitting there because... You know, with all due respect to West Ham, who've been phenomenal. Same with Leicester, those Swansea, these teams that are kind of Swansea had a bit of a oh, I'm blushing. Yeah, you know, it's it's very difficult to equate them as as being a team that will have the financial backing in January because as the same thing happens in January the teams that are at the bottom will have a little climb the ones that are mid to bottom bottle yeah. they'll slide down and then the ones that will have a pump that you know the, the Liverpool he'll get he'll get a lot of money spent in January because he wouldn't have gone there otherwise well, just, the it, difficult, I think the difficult thing is I think Klopp will probably get his money in the summer rather than January I think yeah, be yeah, they'll give but this season up the, as, as, yeah. well, the problem for the, for the top four for the sake of argument the school and Chelsea Arsenal City and United, because Chelsea will be top four again. The problem is they know that by default they're going to be top four. They know that they'll almost certainly be in the Champions League next year unless we lose a Champions League place to Italy. They know that winning the Champions League is what's important. They know they don't have to do a lot, unfortunately, in the Premier League to finish in the top four because they they are automatically better with the money they've got. They're just better than the other teams because they can afford better players. So it almost becomes a chore for them in a little way, the Premier League, and in a way that you can see that I can't remember the last blood and thunder. Even the Arsenal Man United games, and they're all becoming 
tactical well, chess match because the Champions League is the important thing for them and all the owners of all those clubs judge success now by the Champions League and that's where I think Mourinho they'll wait for Mourinho until the next yeah. Champions League games and if it looks like they won't qualify, then they'll sack him. If it looks like they will, I don't think they will. But the, the Premier League, they know... Oh, so they know. he'll get through the... You, you, yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll get yeah. through the... But uh, basically, the Premier League, League the Premier League is, like Martin says, the Premier League will be divvied up between those four teams. The only difference between us and, and Spain and Germany and Italy is that we've got four teams rather than two teams that will win it. And the rest of us, even though the league table looks nice with West Ham and Leicester and Palace in it, the rest of us are fighting for Europa League scraps. Even teams like Tottenham are fighting for Europa League scraps. And that's... That's part of the problem for the Premier League and for the British teams in the in the Champions League, because even Man City, it was a really spawny win for Man City against uh, Atletico uh, Sevilla last week. Rather, yeah. Sevilla, who are eleventh in the in the Spanish league, not doing that well, were a better were a better team than City well, for, most, said, for the most of the, had, for most of the They game. had the savvy. Yeah. This is the. I mean, and, and I know it's an old argument, but perhaps that's why you're watching a gritty game between Man City and Man United. It's because, of course. Um, Unlike the other leagues who can go out and perhaps excel in the Champions League, every week is a tough one. And, and, and you know, it, United and City facing each other. It doesn't matter if they're playing West Brom or Stoke the next week. They're still going to have another. Th- there's no respite, is there, no, for, there for the teams that are meant to be out there representing us in Europe? I think you've. Um... You look at, uh, uh, name, a, name a team in Europe that would like to play against Leicester. I mean, yeah, uh, it's true. Who would want to play yeah. against that football team? They're an absolute nightmare. Yeah. They just don't, they're never, they're, they're never beat. They have two guys, uh, Mares and um, Vardy, that just, are just electric up front, but they also have a bit of quality through the middle. They have quality in the, in the center of the field. They can be asked. So I thought it was hilarious seeing a guy like this. It's like playing champ manager, you know, a football manager. It's ah. like having this kind of old legend there in, in the middle of your pitch, but then now they've got Ranieri. You know, I think whatever he's brought, he's added value. Um, so it's, I love watching. Uh, I love so watching. There's, two, there's, two, there's two points there. I think older listeners, if there are any, would probably point out that in the <laughs> 60s and 70s, there were probably some quite dreary nil-nil draws between United and City as well. I mean, we probably we probably tend to expect too much from games like that when they probably hit. I, I the, the, the good the ones Premier are few and far between. Are yeah, few yeah, and far yeah, between. Yeah. But the, what Martin said about uh, Leicester there is exactly what we said about Klopp last week. When Klopp talked about loving English football, he's, he's not seen it week in, week out. He's only seen the odd English club playing them in Europe. He, it's going to come as a massive surprise to him that that intensity is going to be there every week. I'm sure he would have been surprised by the quality of Southampton's play yesterday and the fact that right up to the 94th minute, Southampton were fit, strong, still going for it. Leicester, fit, strong, Palace, West Ham, Swansea, all these teams, that intensity is there every week. I, for, I, don't, for I don't think, yeah. it's good, a good point to me, I don't think, I don't think he had any idea how poor his Liverpool squad were. No. I, I think right. I think he's actually genuinely shocked. I thought I think he probably just thought he just his, his mere arrival turns them yeah. into Superman. Well, I thought I thought his comment yesterday I thought that was really clever when he said afterwards it was only a goal. Southampton scored a goal. He said, but as soon as they scored, I knew we weren't going to equalise. The whole stadium was deflated because a he's pointing out what the problem is. Yeah, and b he's pointing out. It's going to take me a long time to, to sort. Early, it's going to take me a long time <laughs> yeah. to sort this out. And, and the trouble is, all that enthusiasm on the touchline is lovely, but Neil Warnock had a lot of enthusiasm on the touchline. It's like it's great. It's really nice to see. I think Klopp will be a brilliant manager. But the important thing is, he's, he's got to be there for seven years, like he was at Mainz and Dortmund. He's got to build his own team because the trouble is, even He'll be Ben Teke, exhausted. But, but to, to take Ben Teke out of it, Sturridge to an extent. 
Or put Ben Teki in, actually. Come yeah. on, old number nine. Yeah, oh, well. What do you reckon? Great go. But, but, fantastic finish. Do, 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 does he, is, this, does he ch- is that a thing for him now? I mean, you know, he's, he's seen a nine in there. He's not afraid of playing a number nine, is he? That's, he's done that before. He'd take Andy Carroll back in a heart. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that, and with hindsight, Brendan Rodgers doing that was oh. a, Shocking. Doing it so publicly. Well. Absolutely. It's just such an, yeah. e- a, an ego move, which yeah. is like very simple because you can look at football and that was very one dimensional. Look at it. You know, Andy Carroll brings a lot more to a football <laughs> Absolutely. club. That's Brendan yeah. Rogers. I might be biased. He's, he's not me. And that is, like, uh, 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 that is about as selfish and self Speaking of number nines, um, it's interesting. Jermaine Jenner said that Rooney's not a number nine anymore. But um, Jamie Vardy. He's patently a number nine. Now, he's not a number nine like Martin Gritton was, uh, but by which I mean he's about a foot short, you know, certainly. Different kind of number He's a yard quicker, maybe. Uh, yeah. he, he's just maybe. about on you. Now, <laughs> That's the modern game now, Martin. Palace have been the latest to, 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 to suffer, the, the, you know, to be put to the Vardy sword. Now, what, what's yeah, your yeah, take yeah, on he, this boy? Is he, is he, he ready? There, he was there to cope with a mistake by a defender very well. He, he, uh, look, uh, no, no, to be honest with you, three mistakes part of me in thinks, one pass by Hengeland. I mean, let's be honest. Part, which is a shame because he's played really well yes, this yes, season. He's a good footballer. Yeah, I can only imagine that uh, Delaney's now fit again and Hengeland's panicking. <laughs> but um, <laughs> part of me thinks, look, Vardy deserves a chance. Because he's scoring the goals. Part of me thinks that very much. Part of me also thinks, have we reached a situation where Vardy's a solution to England's scoring problems? Because let's be fair, he hasn't set the world alight when he has started for England. He's doing really well at the moment, and he deserves a. Ch- you can only pick on form. I think that's absolutely right. Yeah, but. For me, he's just not an international well, player. It's, it's, not... it's only for form now, and I mean, we, yeah, we have to deal so with the man in front of the summer. It, yeah. Yeah, it's like you, this comparison with Rooney is just wrong because Rooney is going through a phase where he's not scoring goals. Harry Kane wasn't scoring goals three weeks ago. Harry Kane's a much better player than Vardy. Simple as that. Harry Kane's an international football player. Vardy, I think, in, in the same way you see with Ireland, you see Doyle play, play like that. every now and again. You know, international teams, even the best teams like Germany, find it hard to defend against a long kick from a goalkeeper and a flicked header, and a, and, and that's an option in the same way that Andy Carroll's an option. But you know, if, I, well, Carroll, Carroll obviously Carroll isn't Vardy, and I'm Carroll, just not convinced. And, and just, Carroll, yeah. Carroll's not going to start for West Ham, but they're already floating him around as a name yeah. that's got to be in the England squad. Vardy deserves his chance, but I just think it's quite sad if we've. Well, uh, it's an interesting yeah. point, and, and 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 in fact, I and I, I'm sulking as well. Let's be fair. I'm so there's well, an element of sulking. It's very there. interesting you say that because because the second uh, message I got from the person said, "Bless him." And what I did was I I, I thought I knew we go to work tonight, so I sent a message out to one of Kevin Day's dear dear friends and colleagues, Mr. Gary Lineker, ah. and I said to Mr. Gary Lineker, I said, Gary said, could you just tell me? Um, Jamie Vardy, he said, uh, I said, do you, do you, yes or no? What do you think? Did you ever go? He said, he said, yes. Given his prolific start to the season and lightning pace and astonishing energy, he deserves a chance. I then, he then you're also... Paraf- that, you're paraphrasing. No, I, I've actually read the words. <laughs> it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a DM on Twitter. Right. Uh, and, and, but I, I left out the bit when I said, like, well, Kevin's not going to take that very well. And he then said, bless him. So I left that bit out, but I'm still doing that bit here. Um, what's interesting for me about this whole situation is that they don't know. I don't think England know what a nine is at the moment, and uh, you know where they where, where they're going to strike. And, and of course, we go. If you go back to the Arsenal game that you saw, suddenly you saw Giroud suddenly actually like a, like a big proper old, almost you know indestructible centre forward again. Mine. 
You do. I, I mean, just to quickly touch on the Vardy thing, I was at, I was at Stockport when Diddy Man was a gaffer there, and he tried to sign Vardy for fifty grand from Halifax. I don't know if. You, do you know that? Sorry to skip. Oh seven to to <clears throat> ten, he was at Stockbridge Park. Still, yeah. it was a Sheffield team. Uh. Ten to eleven, Halifax. Eleven to twelve, he was at Fleetwood, and that's what, that's when he got that mi- the the. Mi- a million pound move to let. I mean, basically, that is, is that's not even up through the ranks, is it? There's there's a skyrocket in there. It's amazing. It is. I mean, in terms of football, it wasn't a huge jump from Fleetwood to Leicester. It was the fact that the final, the Leicester then suddenly jumped. Well, Leicester paid a lot of money for him as well. Yeah. And I think bringing back to what Kevin said, I think there would be question marks if I was a, if I was English and I was looking at him. He's not. Someone that has to play to the capacity every week has to play a hundred percent to be scoring goals and doing well, which he is. Yeah. Um, that's so Rooney was at sixty percent, but he's got yeah. capacity to be phenomenal. I think Vardy's at hundred percent, and he'll have to play hundred percent. And, and also, you also, you also, the team he's in, the nature. Well, of the exactly. Way you, have to, you have to look at the type of football that England will be playing yeah. in tournaments yeah. in particular. Yeah. They won't be playing not Leicester style. They won't be playing that. No. And and he does. You know, he scored the goals, but. This sudden comparison with Shearer and, and Lineker is just not right. It's, just, again, it's not fair on him either, it's, to be perfectly yeah, honest. It's an unfair com- I'd say yeah. compare him with Owen, because he's yeah. the same sort of player as Owen, but Owen had that, there was something about him that had the, yeah. Yeah. had the gravitas to, to pull it off in the big games against certain, and I'm not saying Vardy won't be able to do that or won't become that player, but I'm saying you look at him and you think, the players that had the finesse as a striker, so like sharing him, or they added some sort of value, this sort of, Quality, so he was like a bear camp. Sharing yeah, would be like yeah. a bear camp. You've Where's seen, your equivalent? Yeah. But you, you've seen fellas um, in, in your career. You've you, you'd obviously seen these fellas, footballers who mature late or, or or have late in talent and then don't use it, haven't you? I mean, it, it must be a weird thing playing against blokes like that or uh, alongside fellas like that. But he hasn't matured late. He's not going to get quicker. He's not, okay, uh, no, you know, he's so, as so, a player, yeah. certainly but, not, yeah. But I think, and I, and I think it's a, again, like you say, the team's lined up towards it. Would you turn it? So if, if you turn around to Leicester and said, all right, Jesus Navis is available, which one do you prefer? It's like, well, we might go with him because he plays for Spain rather than, you know, it's like a, it's a much of a much. It's when Theo Walcott's matured into, and he's younger than 27, but he's matured yeah. into a guy that wants to play up front and he's always been able to finish, but there's still question marks of a, his quality of finishing, which is like, well, I mean, you know. But Barley just happens to have scored a goal a game. So he's, so he's, but he's, yeah, 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 but, but again, you that have to. happens you, in a football yeah, as well. Yeah, you have to look, yeah, exactly. But also, you have to look at the teams he scored the goals against. Leicester haven't been playing the top teams. Like, and, and I'm not taking anything away from him, and I think he deserves his chance purely on club form. But, you know, if we were talking about 20 years ago, if you were talking about playing Kane up front with Vardy off him. I'd, I'd be all for it, but the, the fact is, football's changed. International football's very different, and there are players that you'd, you'd pick way ahead of. And even oddly, even, even though they're not scoring as many goals as yeah. he scored. Even Kane. I mean, yeah. like the, if you judge it on quality of finishing, the way that the Kane is a classic example. Again, he'll turn and he'll strike, and he'll just. Yeah. It's, and Vardy's goals. It's a true strike. A couple of nice tucks around the corner, but you're talking about guys that just. Ball, yeah. hammer the ball, and they just like it stays hit. But then you look at the way that some other players would take. Even I, I, I really like Troy Deeney this weekend. I love mm. the fact that the poor guy's not. Yes. I just, you know, yeah. he's had twenty five unanswered shots. But the way he finished that second when he took a great touch to take him into the box, he, he slotted a box on you like. Well done, and he's got and, one, he's got one in division now. I should imagine. Yeah. 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 Also, what, what's a great record. Yeah. Wat- Watford, but I mean every. Every fan of every team that's not in the top six at the start of the season looks for three teams that will finish below them. Yeah. I think most Palace fans looked at Watford, 
looked at Bournemouth, looked at Norwich. Leicester, I thought, I thought Ranieri was a disastrous decision, generally. Yeah. I, West Ham's village was... was you looked, but, yeah, always a question mark, yeah. Hats off to Watford, because they, very quietly, and again, you know, they've been through a, a phase of changing their manager very, very often, and the new manager came in with not a lot of respect and not a lot of knowledge. But they're... Positive intent. It's been really, it's been really good. I wonder. Do you think that they may just quietly nick get away? I think. I thought Watford. I thought Bournemouth would struggle. I really thought Bournemouth would struggle because I thought he would try and play the same type of football. Yeah. uh, Until it was way too late. Watford. I I just thought Watford were going to be the whipping boys. I thought Norwich would would be alright, but I I think Watford and they still don't think quite getting the, the praise and credit they deserve because. I think what the only way to get credit these days is to do what Palace have done twice, is to be so far adrift and then catch yeah, up. Yeah, exactly, if, yeah. if you just sort of start in a nice, positive way and, and accumulate points, and they're comfortably... Ordinary would be good, wouldn't it? But, thought, but, thought, thought, but, but the other yeah. thing about them as well is that they're going away from home yeah. and taking teams on, which is which is really refreshing. And Dean is a classic. I mean, you look at their team, there's probably not one Watford player that would get in another Premier League team. And, and yeah, and yeah, they're still week in, week out. You keep waiting for them. You keep waiting for the buffers to fall apart. You keep waiting for them to come off the rails, and they're not. And there's a, it's a steadiness that w- which is working for them. Yeah. Unlike, of course, at Villa, uh, yeah. where Tim Sherwood uh, obviously was uh, uh, well. Uh, Every single emotion available to a human being, uh, he appeared to go through in his, his interviews afterwards. Um, and he didn't arrive at resignation, which actually is emotion. And indeed, now actually, um, a, a, a fa- pretty not good enough was the statement from the club. You not you often hear about thanks for all the good work that you did. Villa didn't even bother with that one there, and and there's even you know within 24 hours, Martin, um, talk of uh, a divisive situation within. The dressing room. Now, Tim Sherwood is a man that we all kind of... It's an opportunity with Tim Sherwood to really warm to this fella because he appears to be a man who wears his heart on his sleeve because you can see it because he wears a gilet. But underneath that, once you scratch the surface, what were we left with, do you think, with him as a manager? It's, it's it's difficult. He went in there and being enigmatic and having an ego and carrying some of the uh, the flack and being able to hide things was a great thing for Villa to be able to do at the time because Lambert was the opposite. Lambert was a man yes, that was a, point, yeah. was a he was a you know he's a closed shop uh, you know and the things going on at the club was immediately he brought players in that that kind of played up to that persona that that he carried. Um, now you're right. It, I, it became like the, the, the match of the day quote when he came out and said, um, he said, I'm not in a hole, the club's in a hole. And you're like, well, by is immediately doing that, you know, the, you're giving the club a way to just yep. put it back on you. Um, so it, 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 He's one of those managers, Sherwood, and I suspect it will be like this throughout his career, that gives the impression that by sheer force of his own personality, he'll turn a club round. And I find it really hard to believe. I know he, he, you know, he got to the cup final when there were some exciting times for them. And I know he's lost Penteke and he's lost Elf. And I know he's implying that he had nothing to do with any of the players that came in. And I find that really hard to believe that he had nothing to do with any of the players that came in. He's talking about a lack I, of... I premi- he's, as well, just he's to add about, yeah. is that he says, uh, we couldn't do more as coaches or managers. Yeah, yeah, so in yeah, other words, but, distancing yeah. himself from but everything he's, you just said. But he's, he's saying that I was after players like Addy Boyle. Well, you've got Michael Richards and... and Lescott. Lescott, a superb, superb start for your back four, isn't it? You've got proper experienced players in there. I, I, 
I just find it really odd that he he's that, yeah I brought those in, but the other ones I didn't bring because he and and Benteke is a massive loss. There's no doubt about Absolutely. that. But Delph wasn't that big a loss to be perfectly honest. He's lost one brilliant striker, and as and you look at I, I hadn't realised quite how many goals Benteke had scored for Villa and how many assists he'd made. So that was a massive gap. But yeah, plenty of time to cope with that, and he just. You, you, I, and you know he's, he's dropping all these hints about it's the system, it's this, it's that. I just think in the long run, he turns out he was an inexperienced. He, he, he was hard done by at Tottenham, I think. He uh, strikes me as a man who works a room really well. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. And, and, yeah, and yeah. when he's good, and, and when and when yeah. things are going good, you want to love him. And but when things are going bad, man alive, don't be in in the general general vicinity of him. But you can't be, you can't exist. That's that's a that's a truck killing thirteen year old, isn't it? You can't operate in that. As we've just talked about teams that are, have great practices in, in place. We have the, the Norwich, even Bournemouth. Uh, you know, uh, Watford. These clubs are doing. They're working to the capacity. Leicester, Villa aren't, and they haven't been working to the capacity for a long time. No. And Sherwood's come in and thought that Charm might get you through you know it might paper over some of the cracks and it, it won't you know because the, at the bottom at the end of the day you have to have every player playing as you said Kevin there's players in the Watford team that we don't you know we, we don't we won't see in the Premier League again yeah. but they'll be able to go home and say I had a great season yeah, 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 yeah. Point, and do you know yeah. what I, I, yeah, Damien Delaney yeah. at Palace is a classic example yeah but it's, it's the thing was, as well and you know this better Martin that they, like, they, they showed a match today too last night the list of players that have come in from mainly League One French League teams blah blah, blah. And it strikes me that you know, if if Ferguson was manager or Martin O'Neill was manager, they would go, oh, yeah, we know about him. But Sherwood can't be the sort of manager. It's like trying to get players to Liverpool for Brendan Rodgers. Why would really good players, apart from the money, want to come and go for a manager they've never really heard of or isn't going to improve them as, as footballers? And now Villa are flip-flopping the other way. It looks like they're going to get Remy Gard in because he speaks the same language as a, lot, as a lot of the players but the thing yeah. is somewhere along the line they have to bite the bullet they have to have to get relegated or they have to say to a new manager as it seems Liverpool have done you've got three years you've got five years but that's gone from the, from the English game it's totally you, unless you give the chance give them a chance to bed in to fail for a couple of seasons they're, they're scuffed because they'll I, get Remy they'll get, yeah. or they'll get Poye in and it, the same thing oh, will happen by I, Christmas I, I so, wonder about that point yeah. as well in terms of Sherwood as a manager because Sherwood's basically just as cruised straight in at the top level um, and, and run the show and basically thinks he deserves to be there and I'm, you know he's a young man and he's done no there is no sort of like there's no groundwork is there there's no foundation there do you think do, do you think he's capable in his head of going away and running a having a go with a first division team Swindon yeah, so Swindon is 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 it Lee Pers there? Yeah, I think yeah. It, and there's every chance that he'll go into that a club. Make, I could would, see that, couldn't it, you? It would, and that'll be the kind of, and then it'll be this redemption, and then it'll be a whole other story, oh, and then it's, yeah. and it'll be an FA Cup game. It'll be an FA Cup game, and he'll do the whole pre-match, and it'll be like we were, you know, this massive thing about God, Tim Sherwood. Seen it, yeah. seen it, yeah. Well, it's, it's, the, 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 Ast- right. the Aston Villa, the Aston Villa marketing plan was hashtag uh, say it like Sherwood, yeah, I believe. Yeah. And as yeah. soon as I saw that, I went. Alarm bells yeah. ringing because the three players, yes. the three players in it, were three players that weren't even going to be in it the week before. Right, Benteke, Delph, Grealish is at the front kissing the badge. I'm like, well, if he goes somewhere else, and this picture comes, you just look at it and you go, don't set yourself up for a fall. Don't well, set there, yourself there's up two for things. Fall. Voila. There's, there's, there's two things. There's Sherwood and Villa. Sherwood kind of set himself up for a fall when Adibayor. Sherwood went to Tottenham, put Adibayor back in. Adibayor started playing well, and Sherwood 
was only too happy to take the credit owned, for that. He owned basically, and, that point, But basically, he, yeah. the way he described, well, I just put an arm around his shoulder. Just, it's like, well, you know oh, what? Yeah. It, it, it must take more than that. That's so the genius I am. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But, but Villa, there's clearly Villa. You go to Villa Park, and they've got the commentary of the 1981 uh, European Cup round of thing. It should be a massive club. You go there, it's a sad place to go to Villa Park. As a pundit, as a fan of the away team. And it should be, it's, it's, you know, no disrespect to Birmingham City, but it's Birmingham's club, it's a massive club, huge resources. It should be like City or United. It should be like Newcastle or Sunday, just in terms of the passion and the energy. But well, they've got, they got, they got not, the crowd, and they've got the, the ground and the capacity, but yeah, but they and don't, the crowd they, to a certain extent. They're, they're, they're they support, more. Their away support is, is still really good, Absolutely. but there's massive gaps around in the home game. Yeah. Huge pressure on the manager. They, they need to recalibrate their sights in terms of their ambition, because they're still living off the fact that they won the European Cup, which was a great, great achievement that they only used 14 players, that a lot of them, you know, and they had, they had some wonderful, Martin O'Neill's Villa team, not that long ago, were consistently fifth, well, sixth. Which is why Martin O'Neill's but, not, not but, there anymore, though, but, isn't it? Because the, of the current regime, but, I should imagine. But the pattern is now, you can't keep blaming the managers, because clearly the manager, it's the club, there's something, it's either in the recruitment policy, which I don't think is the case, or it's in the director of football, or it's the fact that these guys have got a money ball attitude, or they don't really understand, or being in the Premier League is enough for the owners. But there's a malaise at Villa. There's something deep going on at Villa that needs to be... Same, same at Sunderland. Sunderland, people, Sunderland fans yesterday forget that first half yesterday. Sunderland were abject. And Allardyce has really got his work cut out because Sunderland's problems didn't start oh, that, that, last no, season. He, or the that, it's, it's not all over. Sunderland's, it's not all over. Oh, God, Sunderland's no. problems are five years deep. Yes. Newcastle's problems are five, six years deep. And, it, and you can keep putting, st- you can put sticking plasters on as much as you want, but unless Sunderland spend a lot of money, and Allardyce knows that himself, and it's, it goes, and these clubs shouldn't be like that. They need, and you've got these old clubs that have started to drift and become moribund, and it's the, it's clubs like Southampton, Swansea, Bournemouth who've got the structure that's working now, and and they, they, something needs to change for those. And Villa are in deep. They're just stagnating, they're and, and they, should, they shouldn't be because they're I a agree. massive club. Um, we cut the minutes ago. Uh, before we go, uh, two things, Martin. How has your rugby World Cup been, <laughs> Martin? Mm-hmm. Martin works in PR now, and Martin's been doing rugby, and he's yes. he's had the best time of his life in the last four weeks, <laughs> haven't you, Martin? <laughs> yes, I have. The rugby. Shut your face. <laughs> of course not. They're, they're defeated. When it was all over, it was a classic. It was a classic Scotland. Just you know, just give us a whiff of success. Makes it even worse when you take it away. I'd rather have not seen such riches. I'm going to live with being poor. You've got you've got your Diego Maradona <laughs> moment now. You've, uh, you've you've slated us for years with Maradona, and now you've got your own Maradona I, moment. I'd write in a column. I write that for Mail Online. Miles Harrison, congratulations to him when he said there was a, a camera picked out Diego Maradona. Uh, in the crowd, and he said, uh, "There's the man who uh, introduced the knock-on to football, which is Aww. a beautiful moment." I now, say, I watched, I watched all four yeah. quarterfinals. My my wife finally did you? My wife finally. Good God, Kevin! My wife finally cracked and said, "Look, you can't keep shouting handball foul <laughs> all the way through every round." So I watched. The, I bet he did though. I didn't, no, I watched. I watched the quarterfinals, and for a game where you can't see the ball for massive amounts of it, and you can't understand what the referees do, I actually found them. Found them quite compelling. You get a bit but wrapped I, up in but it. But I still find compelling. There's a testimonial. But, no, no, it's but what, no, sport, isn't it? You, know? you know what I liked about the Scotland Australia game is that finally that sinister carapace of yes sir referee stuff is slipping away because that's what I find. That's what I hate about rugby. Well, the that, PE teacher, that public school hands behind <laughs> the back. Yes sir. And in the meantime, 
everyone's watching it on the big screen, and then it's just and also there's so many things because I'm so against technology in football, as you know. Well, I was going to ask you, now, you there's now, so many things in I'm rugby. I'm giving that, you this apart because we've uh, got a minute left, and I'm giving you the minute. Oh, you can, come on, you there's do not the a bloody single, minute. There's not a single decision this weekend that pundits use. The people are in. Jo- Sorry, Martin, we're out of this now, son. It's all uh, Kevin. It's all Kevin. So many times this weekend, pundits said, "Oh, if we if only we had technology." It's like the Fabregas offside. It was, it was offside. They got it right. How many times would you have to look at that? It's like the the, the Scotland Australia knock. You have to look at it five times. They still don't know what the answer is. There's so many things. The, the penalty it's under the Colicini penalty. How would how would that help? How would it, it, it's just technology doesn't it doesn't help rugby. It wouldn't help football. Goal line technology. Even now, Chris Kamara saying, "I think the goal line technology is wrong. I think that Chelsea goal was a goal." I know a bit of the ball, and, and somebody had to point out to him, "No, the whole ball has to be over the line." Oh, does it? Oh, it's right, actually okay. the rule. Yeah, the, end of the, earth, yeah. the curvature yeah. of it's, it's, the earth was twenty-two like degrees. They're quite the meridian every, line there, though. To be honest with you, every yeah. single every single decision that pundits use this week as an example for technology is wrong. And 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 if they keep, if they start going down that line, it'll end up like rugby, where either you've got a ninety-minute game with a in play for 20 minutes or it'll end up like American football because there's no logic to saying that that's an important decision we, we review that but we don't review that and we don't review that because if you say right we're reviewing offside well okay review every throwing simple as that everything has to go upstairs it's, well, and it's just uh, uh, thank, uh, and anybody who disagrees is wrong and killing and killing football because <laughs> because part one of the Newcastle Sunderland thing who which of us no two people had the same opinion on that Colicini penalty sending off, whatever. And that's part of the joy of the game. Don't take that. And even, but if you showed that again from any angle, you still wouldn't have the same nah. opinion. I've seen it all ends up. I still don't think it was a foul or a penalty. Or like a detector set. test. Like detector well, test. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. There you go. Pick him up. Done. Yeah. Can DNA work in this stage? <laughs> yeah. probably and not. also, what nobody's mentioned, in the same way, the Chelsea second yellow card, West Ham are getting very good. Oh! West Ham, we go. West Ham are getting very good at drawing people's attention to fouls. Here we go. No one's mentioned the fact that Fletcher could have stayed on his feet quite easily for Colicini. And, that, and that's a dive's a dive. A dive's a dive, I basically. I hate to say yeah. that we've got to pack it in now, but <laughs> luckily... Why? We've only got the Man City podcast <laughs> coming in. What no, have they got to moan about? Before we get litigious. No, but I've got 15 seconds left in which to say thank you very much. That was the whistleblowers. And of course, Kevin Day just cited rugby as a positive thing <laughs> no slightly compelling so no, we finished we finished <laughs> I found it really interesting <laughs> this is a playback media production served to you in association with why not think people sports social podcast network